welcome to the Fashion Podluck podcast sessions. My name is Julia and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of FashionPodluck.com, the social media platform for women. Today I have Nancy Polion as my guest. Nancy is a personal branding specialist from the Netherlands. And today we're going to talk about personal branding, especially focusing on personal branding for women. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, it's great to have you here today. Also because uh, personal branding as a term has been gaining a lot of popularity lately. I'm not sure if it's as popular in all the countries, but in several regions such as uh, the United States and maybe Eastern Europe, a little bit Western Europe, we've been noticing a certain hype about personal branding where people uh, sell services simply because they maybe have, I don't know, one million followers. So today we would like to clarify a few things about personal branding, but I would like to start with uh, your company at first. It's called Branded You. Uh, could you tell us more uh, about how you started it, when you started it, and what was uh, the initial idea behind it? Yeah, so, you know, I really, the reason I started it, I like to start about, you know, explaining to people why I started it. Mm -hmm. I started it because I used to work in the music industry, and um, and I was working at a record company, and I also managed several artists. Um, I worked here in, in Holland and I worked in London and I traveled the world with music artists. And the one thing that I learned is that there's no way people are going to buy your music or buy your concert ticket or your merchandise if they haven't heard of you. And the big mistakes a lot of musicians make, because there's a lot of artists out there, is that they don't know how to basically promote themselves. Right. Um, and without this promotion, nobody's going to know about them. If they don't give an interview, you won't know what they're about or what their songs are about. If they aren't played on the radio, you won't even hear their music. Mm -hmm. So visibility, being visible, is very important. And what I noticed was that a lot of career women, especially women working in corporate world, have the same problem. For some reason, like a music artist, they think somebody will come out there, discover them, and give them a record deal, right? Which right. is what a lot of women do. They tend to say to me, well, Nancy, I work really, really hard, and people should notice that. Well, that's not true. People are busy. We're busy on our phones all the time. We're on the internet. Yeah. And unless you tell us how great you are, unless you tell us what you do, what your responsibilities are, what you excel in, what value you add, how you want people to see you, mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about you. And you're going to be this little gray mice that nobody's going to notice. Okay. Now, I do believe, because I liked your introduction, that there's a big difference between building a brand and having an image. Right. Because a lot of these women that are out there on the Instagram, on the gram, promoting themselves, it's all about an image they're selling. It's not authentic. It doesn't come from the inside out. It's based on what they think you as a viewer is expecting. Right. But what I'm teaching women, especially corporate women, is that you're going to have a nervous breakdown. You're going to have a burnout if you keep pretending to be somebody else because you have to put on a mask every single day. It's fake. It's not real. So what I do with my personal branding program, I look at it like a car. If you want a car to drive faster, you're not going to just give it a different color. You're going to look underneath the hood 
you're gonna see maybe the brakes aren't working, maybe the motor isn't good. So with me, it starts from the inside. I always ask the question, who do you wanna be? It's about self-reflection. What's important to you? What are your core values? What are you good at? What's unique about you? What makes you relevant to people? What value do you add? Why do you want to be that person? Why is it so important to you? How are you going to help people with that product that you're selling or that thing that you're selling? So it's all about doing this internal research, finding out who I want to be in this world, what my value will be before I even go out there and make myself visible. All right. So that's would, the first step that you have to take. How would you define personal branding? What would be a good definition for it? It's the answer to one simple question. What do you want to be known for? What do you want people to say about you? What do you want people to think about when they hear your name? What qualities? Could it also relate to a question, who am I? Or not exactly. What do you want to be known for? You can bring it down to four different questions. Who are you? Yeah. What do you do? How does that help others? And why do you do what you do? Right. But it's the first question. What do you want to be known for? Your, your name is Julia. Do you want to be known for, for instance, you introduced yourself as a CMO of this company. Right. But I know that you're also the co-founder. So you have chosen to be known for as a CMO. I would have said co-founder myself, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, would, I would have used them both. I would have said I'm the co-founder and chief marketing officer because that has a certain weight. Right. Regarding your training program, how does it work? Why do you only focus on personal branding for women? That's because we question. don't have enough women leaders. Okay. The reason I started the program was because I was inspired by my work that I did as a volunteer at TEDx Amsterdam Women. And I just thought, you know what? There's too few female stories. There's too few female role models out there. And we're 50% of the population. Are you kidding me? It's 2019 and we don't have female presidents. We don't have female CEOs. Not enough. The percentages are shameful. What are we teaching our girls? You know, what are we teaching our girls? That they are less than our boys? Is that how we want their, them to be raised? That they don't need this certain self-confidence that boys have? And I just think, you know, I, I recently, well, a couple of years ago, actually, I saw this video of these kindergarten kids in London, and they were asked to draw a firefighter, a pilot, and a surgeon, and they only drew men. Men, yeah. 61 drawings and there were like five women five drawings as women and that's the perception that we're leaving in this world and i truly believe that having a more balanced kind of leadership in the world will make it a better world because i think that the basis of the problems that we have in the world is sexism and once we've dealt with sexism we can deal with another problem which is racism but sexism is the biggest pro problem in the world everywhere in the world women are still being undermined women are still undervalued so for me, the thing is, how can I get more women to become leaders and to rise to the top? And I think by personal branding, women need to be proud, have self-confidence and show the skills that they have. And they need to make themselves visible. They need to tell their stories. They need to tell people, this is why you need me. This is what I'm good at. This is how I can move this company forward. Right. So how does your training work? How long is the training? Uh, what does the training session include in, in itself? Well, I have three training programs. Right. I've got the first one, which is called the Board of Believers in Female Leadership, which is a five-pillar training program. It starts with an online training program that you can then discuss within a group. I have a, a, an app 
where I have podcasts and all the kind of different kinds of information. I made a deal with Harper's Bazaar. We started a network academy because visibility is also about networking. Um, I have a mentorship program, which is cross company. So if you work at Philips, you can be mentored by somebody from IBM. And last but not least, the program lasts a year, which is the Board of Believers, okay. right? And it's on these five pillars. My second thing that I do is called Lead to Empower. This is where I help C-level you know, women, top women, who are either a managing director or a, a CFO. I help them tell their stories. So, you know, there's a lot of events, right? right? And you mostly see men talk. There's a lot of radio programs and you mostly hear men talk. And it's the same in magazines and radios and newspapers. And with Lead to Empower, I'm trying to create more female role models. So women that have reached the top, I am basically in three days in Spain um, helping them to tell their stories. So we do everything from writing their bio, from uh, helping them with their own limiting beliefs, to doing photo shoot, to introducing them to you know, radio stations. We even have a partnership with A Great Place to Work, whereby they are interviewing the women that follow the Lead to Empower program, all with one goal. Make yourself visible and become a role model and therefore inspire and lead the future female generation. Because you can't be what you can't see. And if you can see people like Michelle Obama or um, people that are successful entrepreneurs like Victoria Beckham, who everybody thought was the least, you know, talented Spice Girl and is now basically running the fashion industry. I mean, ruling it, you know, she's rocking it to... You know, inventors, female inventors to female um, politicians to whatever. It's important to make their stories visible, which is why this Lead to Empower program basically was started. And it's only three days because, a lot, you know, when you're at the top, you know how you got there. You just need three days to focus, self-reflect and to put it on paper and to make sure that you know your story and, you know, you've got the right photo. So if press does call, you can send it out or an right. event wants to book you. And then the third program that I have is called the Women's Leadership Path. Now, all my three programs are built on one thing, visibility. Can but I mean, before you make them visible, before you make yourself visible, you've got to do some self-reflection now. So this third program, which is called the Women's Leadership Path, what I do is I take women for a week to Spain and we just basically help them prepare themselves for the next career move. How do you make yourself visible? Do you even know what your next career move is going to be? You know, so these three programs, the first one's really built on personal branding and making yourself visible. The and second this is one as well. Year, it includes online and offline events. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's and a, a blended woman, learning program. And any woman can be a part of it. Well, the all my three programs are mostly focused on women who work in a corporate environment because I think we need to bring more women to the top in a corporate environment. So, What about women founders? Women founders, exactly. But not women who, are, who just started their company because there's a lot of personal branding coaches for them. And I've really made sure that I specifically look for women who want to make it to the top. Okay. So if you're like thinking, I want to do personal branding because I want to sell a product like most influencers do, then I'm not the right program for you. But if you want to do personal branding because you want to make yourself visible in an industry, 
For instance, you're a female founder, or uh, you want to, you know, you're a, you're a marketing manager and you want to become a chief marketing officer, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is a good example of a good personal branding? I don't necessarily mean people, even though they would be great as well, but more like how how can you identify good personal branding when their message is real and authentic? For instance. When, when you see somebody like Michelle Obama say, when they go low, we go high, you never see her even mentioning Donald Trump. You never see him slagging him. She's always taking the high road, right? So you would say this is an example of a good personal branding. Exactly. Michelle Obama. Yeah. Victoria Beckham as well. Yeah. You know, Vic has, she knows what she's doing. She's very clear about her fashion, passion, her passion for fashion. <laughs> I think Madonna... You know, she knows everybody when, look, when they look at Madonna, they know that she will try anything. She's all about innovation, right? If you're a good hip hop artist, she'll work with you. If you're into dance, she'll work. She's just creative. Yeah. So for her, being artistic is her personal brand. Um, so I really think that everybody is unique and you've got to figure out what makes you different. And most people copy others. And I'm always saying, if you start copying somebody else, you lose a little bit of yourself. Don't copy anybody. Right. Find out the treasures within you. How can you find it by yourself? Of course, one can go to a personal branding coach or take a pro program like yours. But how can you find this core by yourself? Self-reflection. You have to be objective. Yeah, you've got to basically be able to answer all the simple questions, but they're not simple. They're not simple. Because the first question, who am I, is the most important one. And I think it's the hardest one. But that's what it's about. That who question is about what do you identify with? For instance, I don't like to identify with being a coach. I like to identify with being an expert specialist, on this topic. Yeah, yeah, a specialist. So when people say, oh, Nancy's a personal branding coach, I'm like, oh, don't call me a coach. Because for me, a specialist is somebody that's passionate about that subject, which I am. And I'm not really passionate about training people. You know, I'm more passionate about the subject. So I don't mind working with different kinds of trainers as long as they know what they're talking about, right? So um, for me, being identified as an expert means I've had my 10,000 hours. I know what I'm talking about. I've had these, I've trained so many women now that I know what is keeping them behind. And I also know my program brings the most important thing to women and that's self-confidence. Because self-confidence is so important. Hewlett Packard, about 10 years ago, did a research and they found out that women apply for job when they meet 100% of the hiring criteria. Men apply for job when they meet 60. 60. Right, yeah. So the confidence thing is important. We're not confident enough. I mean, by the time that you apply for a job, if you meet 100% of the hiring criteria, you, you can meet, you know, you can be applied to the next level already because you're so good. Yeah. Okay, this brings a question because right now we discussed the elements of a good branding, which is confidence, which is being able to answer all these questions, which we discussed in the beginning of the podcast. But let's say I figure out all these questions. I sit down, I spend one whole day, I figure it out. I know who I am. How do I go about selling it to people? Well, that's the problem. You don't need to sell it. 
First of all, you need to make a connection, right? right. And I always say, look for your tribe because you vibe with your tribe. Go network. That's the first thing to do. Go find out what you have in common with certain types of groups. Because if you look for commonalities, you've got sustainable relationships. I don't want to, you know, network or vibe with somebody that's an asshole, you know. Um, and if you have similar interests, for instance, I like art. I like to go to the museums, but I also like to go to ballet or whatever. And so for me, it's all about that. Making sure that the people, artists do the same thing. If you want to be a big hip hop artist, what did you do back in the day? You know, um, Dr. Dre discovered Eminem. You know what I mean? Eminem discovered D12. So you have to vibe with exactly. your tribe. Yeah. I always use so artists. So networking is an extremely crucial part. Start with networking because that's when you will discover how you can promote yourself better because people in your network will say, you know what, Julia, this worked for me. This is how I built my community. It's got to be from the inside out because you know a lot of people on Instagram are fake. Of course. Absolutely. So they're not real followers. For instance, if you look at my, I don't have a huge following. We've got what, maybe 5,000 followers. You know, but that's your tribe. But that's my tribe. Exactly. And I'm sure there's a lot of them that are not even seeing us because of the algorithms. Algorithm, yeah. Uh, but I know the effects that I have because wherever I go, people are like, oh, I follow you. I'm like, really? I'm always surprised. Question um, for our audience. Maybe you have a tips. Uh, how can you find your tribe? Do you have any tips on that? It's all about interest. What do you have in common with people? So, like I said, if you like to listen to hip-hop music, go to where hip-hop people are. That's how you find your tribe. It's really, there's no rocket science about this. This is not brain surgery. It's just logical thinking. What people tend to do is they tend to go outside of themselves. And I, and I say, just look within yourself. What interests you? What do you like? And then find people that like the same things. Yeah. Because if you like fashion, and I'm going to be posting about fashion, that's going to be something that, we can build together, right? Right. Absolutely. That's how you do it. Absolutely. So basically, you're saying also being proactive, going out there, talking to people. Yeah. And of course, online promotion, social media plays a big part of it. And I always say to women, find your platform. You know, What's if your you, platform, for instance? Well, I basically love to go on Facebook, even though I think they've done a crap job at sort of keeping us safe. You know, I really, I watched this documentary the other day on Netflix, which is about the greatest hack. You know, it's all about the Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. And so the role that Facebook played in that really pissed me off. But I've always liked the whole interactive format. yeah the format it took me a while to get into instagram because i was like why are people just posting pictures it's i didn't really get it yeah um but now i noticed the difference because with instagram you can really see what your friends are doing and facebook is more of a news thing it's easier to reach your audience on instagram yeah. as well exactly which we open. we've grown really faster on instagram than on facebook yeah so um biggest thing for my company's Instagram, but for me personally, Facebook. Okay. There is an opinion that I've heard from 
a personal branding coach, actually, uh, that personal branding is what people talk about you, what people say about you when you're not there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's part of it, definitely. Um, because it's all about reputation, right? Yeah. But if they don't talk about you, you don't have a personal brand girlfriend because nobody knows you, right? You've got to be relevant. And for you to be relevant, you've got to figure out why do I want to be relevant? What do I want to be relevant with? Because a lot of these people don't answer those simple questions first and they just make themselves visible and then they just get into this roller coaster and then they build an image. And I keep saying, don't build an image because that's build. based on what other people expect from you. Uh, build a brand. Yeah, build a brand. Do you think personal branding is for everyone, that everyone should have it? Everybody already has a brand, but we but just don't know big. whether it's strong or visible. Yeah, but do you think everyone should develop a strong personal branding? Do you think it's yeah. for everyone? I'm not because sure how I, good the question is. But well, I think people should because it's taking responsibility for who you want to be, right? It's deciding who you want to be in the world. For me, my personal branding program is all about self-reflection. It's just holding up a mirror and saying, do I really stand behind this person that everybody else is seeing? Am I still going to be happy with this person in three years' time? I really think that you need to ask everybody the questions that I ask my women in my personal branding program. Everybody should ask those questions to themselves. Right. From your experience, because you helped a lot of women to improve their personal branding or build their personal branding, uh, it's a bit, I would say, an, an abstract question, but what effects can personal branding ha have on one's life? Not personal branding, but strong personal branding. What effects so can it have? So there was this woman that followed my program the first year that it was out, right? And I was just amazed because I got an email from her nine months in the program and she says, you won't believe how it's changed my life. Okay. So she started with this personal story. Her husband had cheated on her and she was getting a divorce. And she didn't panic. She says, because I had worked on my personal brand for nine months. So in those nine months, I had made myself so visible that I got a pay rise. Because of the pay rise... I could buy him out of the house so he could move and I could still stay in the house. So she, she told me that personal branding, just being strong, had helped her to become financially independent. But she did another thing. She said, I always wanted to dye my hair blonde gray. And I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy. But because she dyed her hair, she had the courage to be herself and she dyed her hair blonde gray. You know what happened? People noticed her more because people were like, that's the woman with the blonde. Because they would approach her and they would say, hey, why is your hair this way? And it would be like a conversation starting right. point. So why would you want to blend in? Why would you want to be a gray mice? Gray mice. Just be yourself, man. A woman. A woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to correct it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a very good example. So basically she, she felt what she wanted to be, but she didn't have maybe enough courage or confidence to do it. And as soon as she did it, it she, she got the benefits. More, she got a lot of benefits from exactly. it. Exactly. You know, so I haven't heard one story where it, where it was wrong. Worse. Because even if it means leaving the company that you're at, then you know you weren't in the right place in, in the first one. In the long one. term, you will in see the, the benefit of the reward, yeah. right? Um, our audiences, I would actually want to ask um, for the women who are listening uh, to this podcast right now, 
how can one start? We already discussed that they, yeah, they can answer this question, but what else they can do on their own? They've got to write down how they want to be perceived. That's my first step. Just write down, well, actually, there's a step before that. Just write down where you see yourself in five years. For instance, you can do that via a vision board. Just, you know, don't go on Pinterest because then you have too many pictures to choose from. And also like just, not, not yeah. so real pictures, I would say. I know, just take like two A4s, stick them together, get a couple of magazines and make your vision board, right? Just take the pictures that really inspire you, where you want to be in five years. And then from there on, answer the most difficult question. How do I want to be perceived? And then check if you are perceived that way, because if you want to reach a certain goal in five years, people have to see you in a certain way. Whether it's that you are a specialist, that you are a good strategist, whether what, what qualities they need to see, are you being perceived that way? So that's the first step. But you've got to figure out where you want to go because things change. For instance, if you look at me, I'm going to be 46 in, in November. I don't go to meetings in my you know, how you say that, clothes that I wore when I worked in the music industry. You know, I had my Pumas on or my Adidas mm -hmm. or my Nikes all the time. And I dress differently because I want to be perceived as a professional. That doesn't mean I lost that part of me. It's just that I'm not making it visible. It's like having, you know, let's say I've got a little bit of a, a belly I'm not going to wear a tight dress because then everybody's going to look at the belly, right? And I don't want them to look at that because that makes me insecure. So maybe if I have nice legs, I'll let them look at my legs. I have a shorter dress on, whatever. So for me, it's all about making sure that you get people focused on where you want them to focus. I have focus. a question about would you want to wear this, those Pumas nowadays? Would you um, rather do that? No, no, not okay. because I'm grown. wondering, like, just like I'm grown. listening to the stories, like, do you need to go... Uh, against your own wish and like dress professionally so people perceive you as a professional or can you find a balance it depends on your goal because if you need to reach certain things um i use the dress example because i have a little bit of a tummy and i would never ever do something that make me insecure so if you feel that wearing those pumas will make you feel secure wear them yeah. So it's about I, that. I would agree with that, absolutely. But for me, I know that going into a building like KPMG wearing Pumas will not give me <laughs> a self-confident feeling. And I'm not wearing high heels. You see, I've got flats on, but nice flats, right? Yeah. So to conclude, it's all about how you feel. And from the inside. From, from the yeah. inside, yeah. Okay. Um, now we're going to go to the question that uh, I'm kind of mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, which is social media. What is the relation in between the personal branding and social media nowadays? I think social Does media has become too big of a role. I think too many people think that they can only build a brand through personal through social media. Now, let me tell you one thing. Social media blew up the game because it's easier to reach people now because right, of social media. Exactly. It's faster. One of my questions, what does the amount of followers matter? Does it mean you have no, a strong personal branding? No, it's all about the interaction because... You so need if you have 200 people, but yeah. the, their, your tribe, you could still have a strong personality. Exactly. Okay. I think too many people think you need a big audience. But let me tell you one thing. 
I worked so many artists that had a lot of money that didn't have a big audience, but they were always, they, they had created what I think is more important than followers, fans. Because fans buy all your shit. They buy your music, they buy your concert ticket, at your concert ticket, they buy your merchandise. You need fans. For instance, what clothing company do you like? Uh, let's say Arquette uh, or for instance yeah I, I like you Arquette, would say I'm yeah. a fan of Arquette so if you look at clothing and you've got to buy a new dress that would be one of the first stores that you would go right so I always say to people forget about followers man create fans because they will stick by you and not only that they will tell 10 other people how great you are yeah that's uh, that's a very good advice I think absolutely okay um is there a last piece of advice you would like to give to our women who uh, never thought about uh, building their own personal brand or they're thinking about it right now? It's simple. If you are not visible, nobody will talk about you. Nobody will ask you anything. So make sure you get visible. And the way to do the, the best way to become visible, this is how I made myself visible, mm -hmm. is by building a tribe of really cool sisters around me. I think women should help other women more. I think men have got their own boys club. They need a sisterhood. Like when I worked in the music industry, a lot of the times men would go to football games together, golf games together. And I didn't have other sisters to do that with, right? I didn't want to go to a football game. I don't care about golf. So I would always take them out for dinner or have lunch with them. And that was how I would connect with men. But that's how I connect with women. Like all my sisters, we always go out for lunch and dinner and food and have, you know, that's when we talk about business and how are you doing with your business? How? And I really think women need to help other women more. So the biggest way of creating a tribe around you is just by being helpful. Because we don't ask for help. But the minute that you say, girlfriend, can I help you? that other person will say it back to you. And hey, how can I help you? So it's about not one person going forward, it's about all of us, okay? I agree. Getting up that mountain, helping each other. Yeah. So my biggest advice would be become a sister to another sister. Awesome. I think it's a very good advice and uh, I'm happy with, we can end the podcast with this phrase uh, also because Fashion Potluck is all about being a community and building uh, strong real uh, interactions with one another. Uh, thank you Nancy for being here today and thank you for clarifying uh, some of the questions, not all of course, but some of the questions that we had uh, in regards to personal branding. Uh, we will definitely uh, add your website and your podcast as well to the description of our podcast and I myself would want to listen to it as well because it was uh, news for me. Uh, again, thank you for being here and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.